Hey, good morning. I'm Chris McLean, and I get to share God's Word with you this morning. Uh, My title for what I'm going to share this morning is Right Where You Are. Bringing God's kingdom right where you are. Bringing God's power right where you are. That's, that's what I want to look at this morning. If you'd like to open your Bibles at Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to read from there, and we're going to read a parable that Jesus told. We're going to go from verse 24 in that chapter. And I'm not so much going to explain it, because I think Jesus does a job himself on, on explaining what the parable means. But what I want to draw out of this for us this morning and get our attention uh, to is that it holds great encouragement for us. It holds help for us to shine in this world and to make a difference. So it shows us how we can live out our lives and bring God's kingdom right where we are every day. So I'm going from verse 24, Matthew 13. Jesus told them a parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. And when the wheat sprouted and formed heads, then the weeds also appeared. And the owner's servants came to him and said, Sir, didn't you sow good seed into your field? Where then did the weeds come from? An enemy did this. He replied. The servants asked him, Do you want us to go and pull them all up? And he said, No, because while you're pulling up the weeds, you may uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And then at that time, I will tell the harvesters, First collect the weeds and tie them into bundles to be burned, and then gather the wheat and bring it into my barn. And then he left the crowd. And went into the house. His disciples came in and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And Jesus answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all that do evil. Let's pray together. Father, I just want to pray that you would make your word alive to us today. Father, I pray we wouldn't endure a sermon, but we would enjoy the word of God. And we would find help for ourselves and help for the things that you've called us to. Right out of your word this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. So we find the disciples in this passage having a bit of a problem. You see, they were with Jesus. But they were completely in the dark on what on earth Jesus was actually talking about. A bit like me the day I met a guy called Walter Gretzky. And we were having this discussion. I think it was the first time I'd ever been to a hockey match. And he was telling me about his son, Wayne Gretzky. Never heard of him before. It was a very interesting conversation. The disciples, not knowing what Jesus was speaking about, what they did is they waited for him and waited for a time when they could 
speak to him and get an explanation of what this parable was all about. So when they got back Jesus back to the house alone, they said, Do us a favor, Jesus. Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And Jesus began to explain. Now I've looked at the, the content and the implications of this passage. And I found it both a comfort and an encouragement to see what Jesus' word implies to us and what Jesus teaches us from this particular passage. He's speaking about the kingdom of God, which is the rule and reign of Jesus in this world, over his people, through his church. He's speaking about the kingdom of God of which he is Lord. So let's look first at Jesus' words in the story and the explanation of the parable. So Jesus answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the Son of Man, and the field is the world. And the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. Jesus says here, The one who sowed the seed is the Son of Man. The Son of Man was a a title that Jesus gave to himself. Uh, He would say things like, The Son of Man came to seek and save which was lost. The Son of Man did not come to be served, but to give his life as a ransom for many. That's Jesus' title of himself uh, while he was in the world. So Jesus is telling us that he is the one who sowed good seed into his field. And I think we can get encouragement from that, that it's his field. It's his good seed, it's his field, and he is sowing the people of God into this world. It tells us uh, the field is the world, out there where we're going to be this week, meeting with other people and interacting with all sorts of different people, maybe colleagues. And again, it's an encouragement to see that it's his field. No matter where we are, we, are, we can have God's presence with us because he, he owns it all. It's the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He, he made it all for us and he, he's with us in every situation. The seed he sows are the people of the kingdom, is what it says. Other translations say sons of the kingdom, which whether you're a man or a woman, you're a son of the kingdom. It's a bit like me being part of the bride of Christ, the church. You know, it's, when it speaks about sonship, it's talking about inheritance. So whether you're a man or a woman, you're a son of God. Although in the passage we're reading here, it says the people of God. So it's saying to us, we've received Christ, we've come under his lordship, Lordship, we've become part of his kingdom and he has sown us intentionally with purpose into the field of this world. You see, Jesus, before he left planet earth, he, he brought the kingdom of God into this world as people committed themselves under his lordship. But now the church, the people of God, bring his lordship, bring his kingdom into the world as they are planted by him. Bringing God's love and bringing God's message. Now, I want to say this. Doesn't that give us an encouraging and helpful perspective as we head towards this week at work? That we're not just drifting through life, but we are right this week intentionally and purposely sown into the world by God. Wherever you are this week, whatever you do as a career, wherever you live, wherever you're studying... God's word wants you to know that God has planted you intentionally and purposefully 
right into the place where you are to grow and to show his kingdom. And to grow in his kingdom and grow up in his kingdom. You know, as I've read this afresh, with all that's going on in the world, I've found myself really strengthened and encouraged to know God's presence with me in every situation recently. And to know that our master, Jesus, has planted us right where he wants us to bear fruit as his seed. Also, as I've met with people, as I've been reading and studying this passage, I've, I've had something to be able to share with them. Over the last couple of weeks, I've been with people in various difficult situations. And I've been able to say, hey, look, I, I want, just want to open God's word and share something with you. Uh, I met with a headmaster who's trying to bring his school through the pandemic with all the pressures and with all the protocol and everything that's going on. And there's some parents who think he's perhaps not doing enough and there's some parents who think he's doing too much and do we have to wear masks? And, and he's under great pressure to bring the school through this time of pandemic. And he's under pressure and I get to say to him right out of God's word from this passage here today, listen, you're a son of God your good seed, and God has planted you right where he wants you to be in this season. And there's good and bad going on. But God wants you to know this morning, you're right where he wants you to be. And you're bringing his love and his grace and his help as you bring his kingdom to bear in the school. Now, that sort of truth will change your day, will make you encouraged and strengthened. I met with a police officer for breakfast, and this police officer, uh, he suffers with PS, uh, PSD, uh, PTSD uh, due to he'd been involved in the, the van attack that was happening in Toronto, and many other things he's been in, affected in uh, due to his career. And he's running a group for other PTSD sufferers, and he's been mentoring people and encouraging people and trying to help them, but due to the pandemic, it's difficult for them to meet, and when they do, it's distanced and all sorts of struggles that he was facing and he's, as he's trying to care for this group and I was able to say to him on the basis of God's word that we're reading this morning listen you are the good seed that God has planted into his field right out there in the world to bear fruit and alongside all the bad stuff that's going on God has put you there to bring his kingdom to bring his love to bring his grace to bring his help and to let people know there's a God in heaven who loves them. And you know, as we, as we sat there, he was really encouraged to hear those words right out of God's word. And the restaurant owner came over and he started to chat with us. And then he sat down with us. Uh, and we chatted to him about all the difficulties he was having in running his restaurant. And the patio and people wearing masks and all that was going on. And, and staff being concerned about catching COVID. And we were able to say to him, do you know what? Right here in your restaurant, God has planted us at this table to tell you that God cares for you and cares for the situation you're in. God has put us right here to share with you the good news that there's help, that you can call out to God and he will hear you when you pray. And we were able to direct him to Christ. We didn't lead him to Christ, but we directed him to Christ. And then we said, can we pray for you? And we were able to pray for him right there, right where God had planted us in that restaurant. We were able to share the love of God with a guy who's struggling through to keep his business going. And I opened up to him uh, Acts 17 where it says, God has placed people 
in the exact places where they should live and in the right situations. Why? So they might reach out and they might find him. And he really enjoyed just being with us and listening to us. And as a matter of fact, he came back four times to our table afterwards to thank us for praying for him and for bringing his encouragement. I found great encouragement in this parable, reminding me that God has uniquely planted us right where he wants us to be. No wonder Paul calls us ambassadors in 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, verse 20, so he said, 20, it says, Therefore, you are Christ's ambassadors. We're bringing God's presence right where we are. That's what we are, and that's why we're planted. We're carrying the values of the kingdom and the presence of God right where we are. Now, I don't know what you do for a living, but how about allowing your mind to be renewed with the truth today from God's word that in your field of service, in your gifting, you are intentionally planted into the world to be good seed and to bear good fruit for the kingdom, to live out the values of the kingdom, to demonstrate the kingdom of King Jesus right where you are. Isn't that a good perspective to hit this week with? Back to our passage. Going back to our passage, I think I'm looking at verse... Uh, 28, I think I'm at. The weeds are the people of the evil one, and the enemy who sows them is the devil. The weeds are the people of the enemy. So Jesus says there's an enemy at work in the field, and it's bad seed. It's a different seed, but it's also been sowed into the field alongside us by the enemy. And the wheat is growing. And the weeds are growing. Wheat and weeds together. And the weeds, according to my commentary, was something called bearded darnel. Well, when it grew up in a field, it had to be taken out very particularly at the end because its seeds were bitter and also quite poisonous. And so at the right time in the future, it tells us, there will be a harvest and those things will be separated and God will gather his people of his kingdom. Now, it might, might sound crazy to you, but I found this really encouraging because sometimes when I'm looking at what's going on in the world, when I'm looking at what's going on in society, I'm thinking, God, are, you, are we really making progress here? Are we really making a difference? Because I, I see bad stuff everywhere. And I get confused and I get perplexed because I'm seeing the bad growing and the good growing. And I know God wins in the end. But now I'm, I'm somewhat perplexed at times. But God's word makes it really clear to us right here. God knows the bad stuff in, in the world is growing. And he knows his kingdom is growing right alongside it. And so he's got his people right where he wants them to represent his kingdom. And he doesn't want the bad removed. But he'll do that later. And, and his servants asked him, do you want us to go and pull them up? And he said, no. Because when you're pulling up the weeds, they may uproot the wheat. He doesn't want his kingdom to be affected by the evil being pulled out at this time. There'll be a time for that, but it's not now. He's not anxious about the wheat and the weed growing together. He knows the right time, which will be at the harvest, at his coming again. And his motive for not removing 
the weeds now is to protect the flock from damage, to p- protect us so that we might flourish right where we are as good seed growing in the field. You know, as I was thinking about my own life, you know, there was a time where I was bad seed growing in the world. But thankfully, God planted some of his people. There were two, two annoyingly joy-filled Christians who came alongside me, two nurses. And, I, and there was something about their life as God had planted them alongside me. And I looked and I could see the kingdom of God. And through their testimony and through them taking me to a number of meetings, I came to Christ and became good seed. Listen, this is not the time for weeding, it says in our passage. This is the time for blooming right where we are, displaying the kingdom in a dark world. Philippians 2 says to us that you may be blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and perverse generation. You know, that there we are, shining in a crooked, crooked and perverse generation. The gospel is growing in the field of the world, but so is evil. And I think we can see that our news is full of it. And yet I can see the kingdom at work even among the bad stuff. But Jesus says, leave it. So what do I get to see? I get to see on the news a violent protest taking place in one part of a city. And then I see a prayer meeting taking place in a, a big park on the other part of the city. The wheat and the weeds growing together. I get to see all the crazy politics that we get from uh, America at the moment, across the border. All the crazy stuff that's going on there with protests as well. And in the midst of it, I get to hear a testimony of the president's press secretary. I think her name is Kaylee McEnany, sharing what Jesus Christ has been doing in her life. And how she feels at this time, God has planted her right where she is to bear fruit. It's wheat and weeds together. I get to see a young man whose brother was killed and mur- well, murdered, really. And uh, he goes to court and he forgives the person who has done it. And he asks the judge, can I go out and can I hug her? And he says to her, the best thing you can do is give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, in the midst of the evil that's going on, I see the kingdom is growing. I see the kingdom expressed through good seed in God's kingdom. I get to listen to the Toronto police officer who I had breakfast with, who who shares with me that being a major tragedy taking place in Toronto, he shares with me having arrived there and he had to gather some witnesses together and he he sat them down on the ground. And, And because he's a police officer, obviously he can't pray for everybody or do something but he notices that one of the witnesses is wearing a cross around the neck and everybody's in shock and he he looks over and he says to the lady I see you're a person of faith would you pray for us right now and so this lady prays and he says and as she prayed it was like a a peace descended on them you know evil was happening but the kingdom of God was growing the kingdom of God was in action you know evil was there But the kingdom of God was growing right among it all. When I read this, I was reminded of of Corrie ten Boom. If you remember, Corrie ten Boom and her her sister Betsy were put into a Nazi prison camp. And when they got in there, they smuggled a Bible in and they started holding meetings. But one of the things they found is there were fleas everywhere uh, in in the building. And one point or other, Betsy said, you know, oh, we should give thanks for the fleas. 
And she said, and Corey said, no, we don't want to give thanks for the fleas. And she said, no, 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 we should give thanks in all circumstances. Well, they continued to hold their meetings uh, at night and they would lead women to Christ and they, they would open God's word in the, in the darkness of their prison and people were coming to Christ. But what, what happened was if they suddenly realized the reason the guards weren't coming into the prison where they were is because of the fleas. And Betsy was able to say to Corey, see, I told you we should give thanks for the fleas. You see, evil was happening. And, and for me, you know, that whole uh, picture of where they are in that prison camp, you know, is, is evil. But right in the midst of it, God is growing, growing his kingdom. Right in the midst of it, you've got wheat and weeds together as God builds his kingdom. He takes his kingdom into dark places and brings the light of Jesus. Evil was growing, and yet also the kingdom of God was growing right among all the evil that was happening. Listen, God uses our history to propel his story. God uses our history to propel his story. I think the Bible shows that. If you think when, when the, the Apostle Stephen was, was stoned to death in the book of Acts, and it tells us that the church was scattered due to the persecution. Let me read it. It says, On that day, a great persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout Judea and Samaria. And godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul began to destroy the church going from house to house. He dragged off both men and women and put them in prison. And those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Messiah there. And when the crowds heard Philip and saw the signs he performed, they paid close attention to what he said. For with shrieks, impure spirits came out of many, and many who were paralyzed or lame were healed. And there was great joy in that city. Just think of that. There's the evil that's happening, the persecution that's happening, the stoning of Stephen. And in the midst of it, the kingdom is growing. The kingdom is being extended. Think of when Paul and Silas were put in prison for proclaiming the gospel. And they're in prison and it's midnight and they're singing hymns. Right there, locked in the, 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 the prison together, just locked up. And as they're singing the hymns, there's an earthquake. And after the earthquake, they lead a whole family of people to Christ. Listen, there's evil happening, but... God is bringing his kingdom at work. The enemy's at work and the kingdom is growing. Hallelujah. That's how God has got it worked out. There's trouble in the field of the world, but God has planted us in that field to bring his kingdom, to bring his presence, to pray for people and see their lives transformed. Over my life, I've been amazed, in all honesty, about where God has placed people in places of influence and authority through being Christians, right in that field. I, I, even in our own church, my wife and I, we've had, we had someone who, who did skin care, but for royalty, flew all over the world, bringing a skin care and, and care for, for royal people. And she was serving in a gift and, use, and sharing her faith with royal people. I never get to meet with royal people, but God had her right there in the field. I, an anti-terrorist specialist in our church who was working with all sorts of evil and yet was bringing the kingdom of God. 
right where he was. We had, we had the Latin American world champion dancers, Latin American dance champions in our church. They actually they, they came on an alpha course and, and came to Christ. Listen, God's got people in all sorts of places bringing his presence. We've had, we've had people like ex-prostitutes who are working among prostitutes and bringing them to Christ and bringing them to the kingdom and bringing them to church. God's got people strategically placed to bring his love and grace. Listen, God's got people everywhere and he's scattered them in his field. And many of them are working right alongside darkness. But the kingdom's growing right alongside it. And so also he's got you where you are and he's got me where I am. And there's darkness around and we get to see it, but the kingdom of God is growing. Listen, God gets his will done through his people. God gets his will done through his people. As we serve God, as we share our faith, we need to know that he's sown us where we are to live out his values, to bring his presence, to be ambassadors of the kingdom and to shine like stars. Let me conclude with this point, which I think is a really important point for me that I, I perceived as we were, I was reading this passage. We are called good seed in this parable. Now that's our identity according to Jesus. But I think it would be remiss of us. It would be a problem if, if actually we began to boast in that title in some way. Listen, I'm good seed. Listen, if we are good seed today, it's because we are the good work of a good saviour. We are the recipients of the good news that is brought to us that has transformed our lives and made us into good seed. We are the product of the good news. We are carriers and ambassadors of that good news everywhere that we go. And that's why we proclaim the good news. It's not that we're going to boast in ourselves and say, hey, we're good seed. No, we make our boast in Jesus Christ because he has loved us and forgiven us, and changed us, and made us into the people of God that we are today. If there's any good in us, it's a reflection of the Savior's good work for us and in us. It's His work for us, His changing us, Him making us into a new creation. That's why we're good seed. You see, that's, that's the gospel. The reason the gospel is good news is it's not news about us. The reason the gospel is such good news, it's not, about, it's not news about us, it's news about Jesus. It's news about what Jesus has done for us, his finished work, his perfect obedience. I was reading Ephesians 2 and it says this, like the rest, it starts with that word, like the rest, meaning like the bad seed we could say right here. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ when we were dead in transgressions. It's by grace you've been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it's by grace you've been saved through faith. This is not from yourselves, it's the gift of God. Not by works, 
so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance advance for us to do. Listen, the gospel started with God loving us when we were bad seed. When we were still sinners, God loved us and saved us. Sometimes we can think, you know, well, I was in the the dark and now I thought I'm in the light. No, it doesn't say that in the scripture. It actually says, once you were darkness, now you are the people of light. We actually were darkness. We were part of the enemy's kingdom. But now, through Christ, we have been brought into the kingdom of, as the Bible says, of his son, Jesus. We've been brought into the kingdom. Scripture tells us we were darkness, but now we are light in the Lord, in the places where the Lord has seeded us. The reason we are good news is that Jesus is good news and he has made us good and good seed for his kingdom. So what's the takeaway from God's word for us today? How about seeing that what God has done for you has made you good seed? Do you you consider yourself good seed? Him having transformed you and forgiven you and given you his spirit and made you part of his church. Using you for his glory. How about seeing that you are good seed in the world where you will be this week? How about being good seed right where you work in your situation? How about seeing that we've been planted into this world right where we are by God? You know, if we've got any doubts, you know, well, maybe I should be doing this, maybe. No, God's planted you uniquely right where you are to bear fruit in his world, to bring his kingdom, to show his love, to speak of his forgiveness in your life, to give testimony to the good news of Jesus. It'd be good for us to, to pray that into be our beings this morning. Can you see from the gospel how settled all of this is in Jesus and how it's all about him and not about us? It's because Jesus earned it for us. Jesus purchased it for us. Jesus won it for us. Have you ever longed for a new life, a new start? What I want to say to you today, we have that in Jesus. You can know that for yourself. Ordinary people like you and me, we can have a brand new start. We can go from being bad seed to being good seed in God's kingdom. I think we need to be careful when we read this passage that reading we're good seed doesn't throw us into thinking we're better than any other people. No, we're good seed because of the good work of Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for what we find in this passage and the encouragement it brings to us. Thank you, Father, that you are not anxious about where the world is today. You know where it is and you know the time where you will come back and you will gather all things to yourself. Thank you we can find encouragement in that. Father, thank you that you have made us into good seed through the work of Jesus. We thank you for the good gospel that we have received that brings forgiveness and life and joy and purpose and makes us part of your people, your kingdom, your church. Lord, we want to pray, Lord, that where you have uniquely planted us, even if there's darkness around us, 
Lord, may we bring your light. May we bring your life. May we bring your blessing, your encouragement, your help, your healing to this world right where you've planted us. Father, thank you that you have purpose for your people. Lord, thank you that you have given each one of us unique gifts so that we might be used in your world to bear fruit for your glory and for your kingdom to grow right where we are. In Jesus' name, amen.